0: I I hold on. The children grow.
1: Good Sunday morning. This is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. I'm Kate, Kate Doherty here with my co-hosts Penny Ippinson and Denise Damron. And although this show is airing two days after the fact, Denise, we have something we need to do. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you, you. How Happy, birthday Happy birthday to you Happy birthday dear Penny, dear Penny. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you Yay and to all our listeners our sincerest apologies however we would be oh. remiss <laughs> if we did not highlight the birthday girl So, Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And
1: Penny, I was I was telling Ryan earlier for our listeners. Ryan's our producer. I was telling Ryan earlier that I have a belief that birthdays should begin 30 days before your birthday and they should continue for 30 days after your birthday. So just so you know, you are still well within your birthday window.
2: Okay, good. I will remember that, so I need to also pass that on to the rest of my family members that we need to make up for the month before, but we also need to keep going for the next month exactly
1: exactly it's It's your reason for everything. It's the reason you get to get a massage, get your hair done, get the pedicure, buy a new blouse, whatever it is you need so I love it. I love it. I'm all in. Excellent, excellent. Okay, and so for our listeners, I want you to know I'm kind of excited about this show, and I'm excited about the show for a reason. Penny and Denise and I actually had a planning session, and it was a very productive planning session at a lovely restaurant over in Palmyra called Cole's Hearth Room. If you haven't been, I highly recommend it. It's simply lovely. But we, we had a chance to actually sit down and talk about things that we feel are really um, – I don't know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful. And one of the things we really feel right now that we want to talk about, because we've been seeing a lot and hearing a lot personally, like I think Penny's been hearing a lot professionally. I know Denise is out and about in the community, and she's a mother of of three. And, you know, I'm a mom. And, you know, personally, professionally, I'm active in social media, and I'm also very active in my school and my community, and one of the things that we really want to talk about right now is the disconnect um, between parents and teachers and therapists and, and kind of hopefully, um, and, and students for that matter, and hopefully maybe just shine a little bit of light and give everybody like a little bit of hope. Um, because one of the things that I've been seeing and I've been hearing is teachers are getting extremely stressed because they have students that are are failing. I had a conversation with a really wonderful educator the other day and she was absolutely in panic mode. She's she and her school is on half virtual and half in person and she has approximately 25% of her classes failing um across the board. And so it's she's just she goes, "Kate, I never have more than one or two out of all my classes." And she goes, I, I, I don't even know what to do with this. I, She said, I am, and she was extremely, like, her stress level because she feels like she's failing the kids. She feels like she's feel, failing the parents. She feels like she's failing as an educator. And my response to her is, you know, honey, like, please stop being that hard on yourself. Like, this is a situation that is occurring across the board. So if you're an educator or a teacher out here listening right now, do me a favor and please grant yourself some grace. We're going to have to figure out this situation. But one of the things that I really want to encourage teachers and parents not to do is get into what I'm going to call the blame game, that sometimes it appears the rest of the world has started in 2020. And I'm not really a big fan of the blame game because parents, it's not the teacher's fault. Teachers, it's not the parents' fault. Kids, actually... I have to be honest, right now, you're getting grace, too. It's not even your fault. Because right now, everybody is dealing with a situation that they don't know what to do. Teachers are trying desperately to help you, and they don't know how to help you. Parents, I get it. You're somewhere between, I'm going to be the uber parent, and I'm going to, my child's going to receive the best education I possibly can, and I'm going to be the the hardest you know mom on the face of the planet to you know what it's really okay if they have a lollipop for breakfast in the morning like it's groovy and then somewhere in the middle (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and you know when you're a therapist then many of the therapies kiddos receive they're like how do I even do this there's no way um and and so I've kind of been going on a little bit of a Dialogue here, and I'd like to step off my dialogue hat, but hear what Penny and Denise have to say on this because this is part of the conversation. I mean, and I'm seeing it, like I said, I'm seeing it across the board, and it's really hurting my heart because I, I, because parents are doing their best and teachers are doing their best, and yet this is a situation, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, ladies, so as
3: a parent. I know one thing. So my kiddos go to Palmyra and their school year in many ways is looking fairly normal. And I say that fairly normal. um, Students are, Um, not required to wear masks. Teachers are. There's some differences in terms of how they're doing their school day. All students, instead of being in the gym in the morning, they go to different places depending upon their grade level. And then, you know, they go to their classrooms. There's arrows on the floor. You have to stay on this side of the hallway. You're not using your locker. Um, But in general, they're in class. They are with their peers, which I think is wonderfully healthy for them. Now, At the same time, I think their extended summer, as I would call it, uh, resulted in kind of some, "Mm, it's taken us a while to get back in the groove of what school is. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: uh, that definitely has been a challenge at our house to ensure we remember, no, when homework is assigned, it's not optional. You don't hide it. You do it. And some other, you know, habits as well, um, You know, but also having to then come up at this at a parenting, you know, our our parenting situation has changed as well. Um, Last school year, we had a new baby who you could hold and help the child with their homework. And this year we have a one-year-old who will destroy and ravish the house entirely (laughs) as the older kiddos are trying to work on their homework. And she requires a lot more time and attention um, than she did last year at this time when she was, you know, like three weeks old. Um, So she requires a different type of attention. You could hold her and she would be satisfied so I could help my older kids with homework. And now that's like gone out the window. (laughs) But for my kids, I think the biggest thing for them has been getting back in that groove of what is school? How do we do school successfully? And how do we, you know, overcome all that wildness that we dealt with last fall or Mm -hmm. last spring, rather, whether that be, you know, homeschooling slash whatever we call that remote uh, learning and uh, dealing with remembering how to actually be a student in this classroom.
1: mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'm also hearing that's causing a little bit of an issue, and I think this is part of where the confusion comes in, is you have many kiddos who, if you experience any signs or symptoms, then, you know, you have to quarantine. You know what I mean? Like, depending on your point of contact, you have to, and and depending, like if you just have a regular cold, essentially, no COVID related, you're basically three days out of school, just precautionarily, you know, and this is pretty much, I think, across the board, most schools are doing this. I realize every school varies, but Most, I think, are putting, like, that 72-hour rule in effect. Now, if you have a point-to-point COVID contact, then, you know, you're on a mandatory 14-day quarantine. And so one of the things that I'm hearing from teachers and parents that there is a lot of confusion on and is so it used to be in, you know, 2019 when a student would miss to make up your makeup work. For example, let's say my kid was sick a day well, then you would have a day to go on ahead and make up that work. Well, and if if you were sick five days, then you would have five days after your return to school to make up that work. Well, that's impossible with the number of people that you're seeing on quarantine or having to not be able to go to school because 14 days, if you don't turn in your work for 14 days after you've been quarantined, then that's a month and you're already at a quarter mark. And so it's not like it was before where you had that time to make up your
2: work. Well, and and in addition to that, I think what's making that even more complicated is that the the amount of information the kiddos are getting because there are A-B days or there there are shortened days, and so some of the grade schools are doing certain classes on Monday, certain classes on Tuesday, and so the content is even more intense and more to have to learn and regurgitate etc and I think that you know listening to you Denise talk about uh, what it's like for a mother recently I was talking to a teacher and she kind of reiterated the same thing it's like she is working from home as well for in the evening because the accessibility of of Students to their teachers is greater because it's on the computer now and she's managing as well kind of like what you are It's like I'm managing my own life as well as still uh-huh, teaching uh-huh. as well as teaching my own child, et cetera, et cetera Now she doesn't have a one-year-old that is incredibly vivacious, but at the same time it's still Everything is just so merged together. That's what I think of It's just like we used to have kind of like these little pods of life that somewhat intersected but not very much right now they're just like all stacked on top of each other and i think that's where you're coming from kate is how do we extend grace because we all don't understand these pods we don't understand how these are all layered up together and we need to extend grace because we're still trying to figure this all out
1: and when we come back on um, this we, we were going to absolutely talk a little bit more about extending grace and talking about this but for now this is hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything Get your Down Country 50-50 raffle, $121 with only 321 sold. Drawing at Rhinestones and Rodeo, January 9th. To purchase a ticket, up at downcountry.com or call 217-617-3568.
4: Don't you think it's time for a financial advisor who takes time to explain things? Brad Kerr, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, does. Investing can seem complicated. That's why he takes time to listen, understands your needs, and explains without jargon. Experience the Edward Jones difference. Contact Brad today, 573-221-1302. That's 221-1302. Making time to take time. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Edward Jones, member SIPC.
0: Branching Out LLC, a premier lawn and landscaping service that can meet all your residential and commercial needs. Regardless of the season, Branching Out offers a service for maintenance-free outside living. Branching Out takes the time to listen to your needs and ensure it's done correctly the first time. If you're not satisfied, Branching Out is not satisfied. To contact Branching Out, call 573-501-0760 or visit them at www.branchingoutllc.com. I learn,
1: I speak, I care. Hashtag every child. Down country. Because every child is a gift. Every child can learn. And every child learns differently up at downcountry.com, up at downcountry.com, or call 217-617-3568, 217-617-3568, or visit Downcountry on Facebook or Twitter, hashtag everychild. <laughs> Good Sunday morning. This is Hashtag Everyone, talking about Hashtag Everything. I'm Kate Doherty, here with my co-hosts, Penny Ippinson and Denise Dameron. And this morning, we're actually talking about parent-teacher-therapist relationship and granting grace right now. Because many of our teachers are faced with a situation by which they're actually um, beginning to see, that they feel like they're failing because many of the students are are not thriving in this new environment. And before we went on break, we talked a little bit about, oh, just policies and rules and procedures. And part of the policy, you know, that used to be in effect was that, um, you know, if you missed three days, then you would have three days to make it up, you know. Well, now when you're looking at three days and three days to make it up, then that's essentially six days and double the work. And then if you actually have to quarantine for 14 days, then that's Fourteen days, bless double the work, and then Penny was talking before we went on break about how this is all interlapping and over weaving in people's lives, and it very much um feels like I think for people that that they're failing i think and and they aren't the reality is you're in a situation that there is there is there is no rule book. Um, I think teachers are frustrated because it's not not what they're used to. They have Wi-Fi that's not working. And then, again, they're trying to teach. They're trying to in-person teach, virtually teach. They're trying to make sure all the kiddos have um, their work done. And, you know, for example, if they're turning it in on Google Classroom and you're a high school teacher, you may have two to 300 students in a day you know, depending on what kind of a block you're on, well, there's not an alert on Google Classroom when a kid makes up an assignment. So mm. how is a teacher supposed to actually go in and grade all those assi- You have to check 300 kids a day or 200 kids a day? I mean, it's a very impossible situation, and everybody's trying to figure it out. And so, anyway, Penny, I think you were onto something when you were talking about the overlap right now in people's lives, that there's no boundaries.
2: There are no boundaries and I also, uh, yeah, it's, it's overlapping because as I said that we used to have these little pods that occasionally would overlap, but, but now everything's just stacked on top of each other. I think for me as a therapist to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying with the grace and that is in October, around October, I would start seeing children and parents come into the office because the kids are having trouble focusing and, um, staying still because the newness had worn off of the new school year and and their behavior started to ramp up in October. Well, now what I'm starting to see in October, not as much as that disobedience and and, and squirreliness that kids can have. I have seen an increase in anxiety and and I think that that really represents what we're talking about today is that we're all feeling anxious because we can't figure out these pods as we're calling them. We're not, we're not for sure what our roles are. How are we doing what we're doing? How are the kids doing what they're doing, the parents, et cetera. And the anxiety is now becoming the focus October and, and I've been doing therapy and private practice for 25 years and it has always been more of the behavior acting out whereas now it's the anxiety and I think that that's a lot about what we're talking about which is people are trying to figure this out and you have anxiety when you don't understand where you're at you have anxiety when you don't feel stable and secure you know and that's where kiddos are at as well as the parents as well as the teachers
1: Well, and I think, okay, so I'm going to put my teacher hat on sometimes. And I think sometimes when I, you know, when we look at as a teacher, you think things like, well, gosh, you know, why couldn't Johnny do his homework? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. He had three days off. He could have been doing it while he was off. We're now past three days, and he still hasn't done his blooming homework. He hasn't turned it in. And now Johnny's failing my class. Well, but what I as a teacher don't see is Johnny at home having absolute meltdowns because either he doesn't, you know, understand either it's whatever mode, it's not getting it, whatever. And so Johnny is shutting down and you can say, oh, well, you know, he can call the teacher. Well, here's the deal. Teachers, while they love their students At some point in time, they have to set boundaries too, and those boundaries may be that my time to be reached is from 3 to 5 p.m., you know what I mean? Like with additional questions, and that's my time, and I'm not going to be available anymore 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 o'clock at night because I, as the teacher, can't do that anymore. And as a parent, if I'm watching, when I put my parent hat on, if I'm watching my kid like you said, suffer and live with anxiety and have just a meltdown and beat himself up because I'm stupid, I'm failing anyway. What difference does it make? I don't get it, I don't understand. Because then it's a reaction to kind of the experience they're in. You know what, if my kid does their chores, if my kid you know, takes care of his dog and is nice to his brothers and sisters and helps me cook dinner and makes his bed, that may be my priority level for my child right now. And that may sound bad, but saying that academics aren't a parent's number one priority right now in many of their kids' lives, but I think that's a reality that many teachers and hopefully the state departments of education need to understand is that for many people still with their kiddos right now, they're more focused on just keeping their kiddos happy and healthy and being good human beings than caring whether the kiddo flunks PE or whether they flunk English
2: hmm. Right. I agree. And that's something my my teacher friend had said as well, is that she's had to basically do what colleges do, which is I have office hours from this time to this time. Mm-hmm. And that way she has those boundaries and that she's able to then shift gears and go into mom mode. Um, and also that's a great
3: practice
2: yeah and and also it's 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 important to remember that, yeah we need to absolutely focus on getting life going and and sometimes just getting through the day, not even focusing on school makes sense, but it's at the same time it's okay to encourage kiddos sit down and read for a little while, sit down, and do this for a little while. It may not be the the workbook kind of stuff that they're used to, the traditional kind of studying, but you can still keep your kid involved in doing other stuff that's still academically stimulating.
1: Well, and for parents who maybe don't understand why a school or a teacher or why maybe they're pushing, you know what I mean, more than maybe they they wouldn't normally be pushing, like, well, why do they want this done? Why do they? Well, the reality is the teacher's no different than the kids. They're being held to the same standards that they were held prior to. And so, in turn, my father always said, poop runs downhill. Well, the reality is if—, if Did he use if that
3: word or a synonym? He
1: used a synonym for that word. <laughs> but the, okay. rea- the reality is, like, if you, people are still being held to the same level of accountability, then you, in turn, have to turn around, and the results aren't going to be the same. And that's going to be unfortunate because I think you're going to see people use those numbers and those stats— as a way to say, hey, this is failing or hey, this isn't working. Well, hey, 2020 isn't working for anyone. Mm -hmm. So I um, I think, again, that's the part with grace being granted. So for teachers, what I would say out there is, hey, here's the deal. Do your best and leave the rest to God. To parents, I'd say the same thing. Do your best and leave the rest to God. And to the kiddos out there, do your best and leave the rest to God. And hey, when you're being a little poop, because some of you are out there being little poops <laughs> and you aren't doing your work because you know you got a big pass because mom and dad are stressed out and you know you don't like Ms. So and so, so you aren't gonna do her work and na 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 and you don't have to. I mean, like I get that too, and I realize that's bad, but will kids take advantage of situations when they can take advantage? Yes. Bet bottom dollar. Only a little bit.
3: <laughs> and Only so a do little we bit. As adults.
2: We do as well as adults. So, yes. And the thing is, also, keep in mind that what we're experiencing, even if eventually where we're at ends and we get back to some sense of utopia and life is phenomenal, we're still going to have residual effects from all this. You know, these kids, we will all be dealing with, even if everything opens up and life is feeling better or looking better, they're still going to be residual. So we got to be aware of that, too.
1: Yeah. And when we come back, I think let's just talk a little bit about practices and things that we as parents and teachers can do that perhaps will help ease a little bit of the strain. For now, this is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. Be right back.
4: Don't you think it's time for a financial advisor who takes time to explain things? Brad Kerr, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, does. Investing can seem complicated. That's why he takes time to listen, understands your needs, and explains without jargon. Experience the Edward Jones difference. Contact Brad today, 573-221-1302. That's 221-1302. Making time to take time. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Edward Jones member SIPC.
0: Branching out LLC, a premier lawn and landscaping service that can meet all your residential and commercial needs. Regardless of the season, Branching Out offers a service for maintenance-free outside living. Branching Out takes the time to listen to your needs and ensure it's done correctly the first time. If you're not satisfied, Branching Out is not satisfied. To contact Branching Out, call 573-501-0760 or visit them at www.branchingoutllc.com.
1: Get your Down Country 50 50 raffle $121 with only 321 sold. Drawing at Rhinestones and Rodeo January 9th. To purchase a ticket, up at DownCountry.com or call 217 617 3568. Welcome back. This is Hashtag Everyone, talking about hashtag everything. I'm Kate Doherty with Penny Eppinson and Denise Dameron. I can't believe how fast this show goes each week. But it certainly does. Anyway, so before we went on break, we've been talking about parents and teachers and the stressors and kiddos and and school and trying to figure that all out. But we said when we went on break we were gonna offer possibly some solutions. And here's the situation teachers, like I said, they have a lot of stress on them right now because they have students that are failing, you know, and parents have a lot of stress right now on them because they're trying to work and they're trying to get all these different things done. And, and so my biggest thing, and I realize we probably harp on it a lot, but is communication, communication, communication. So here's the deal. If you're a parent and you've got a child who is struggling, we'll use Penny's example of a children, you know, that you, you see that are living with anxiety and it's coming out mostly at home. If I'm a parent of that child, here's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to email or I'm going to call and talk to my child's teacher and I say, listen, I know he's failing, let's say history right now, or I know he's, maybe he's failing them all, whatever. And what I'm going to say is what I'm seeing with Johnny at home is we're really struggling right now just with him as a person. And so what I need you to know is I see his grades, and I know that they aren't where they need to be. But right now I've got to figure out how to help my kid just be the best kid he can be. So please don't feel like you're failing him. You know, right now it's just a situation we're dealing with. Um, and also sometimes, here's the other reality. Sometimes they need to fail. And I know that's bad, but if the reality is your kid isn't doing work and they know, maybe they aren't living with anxiety, maybe they're the child being the poop, and they're just like, ha, ha, can't make me feel like I'm going to get a pass on this anyway. Mom and dad are busy and they're working and I'm not going to do it. Then it's okay to fail. And parents, it's okay to let your kids fail. Truly, especially in this age. I would say learning failure at a young age is a very important thing. And I know I sound hard and I know I sound old school, but it it's okay to let a kid fail. They learn a lot from it.
3: It's called I agree entirely. Tough love.
2: Tough love. And it's called a consequence. It's a positive consequence. Even if it looks negative, it's a positive consequence. And I and and I would add to what you're saying is when you go to talk to the teacher, you go to talk to whomever it is. Go in with the mindset that this is this individual's on your team, versus going in to attack somebody. Because oftentimes we get jaded, we get worried, we get anxious, we don't know for sure what's going on, and so we go in in a very attacking mode. And that teacher's on your team; you're on the same team as a teacher. And I think it's important to remember that. Go in with that feeling, just like you said, it, Kate. Go in calm and just say, hey, I know this is what's going on. And you try to approach it as a team player, not as an attack.
1: Yeah. And and again, you know what? Saying, listen, here's the deal. We're going to let Johnny fail because he's not doing what he's doing. And we're going to have to probably learn that lesson the hard way. I mean, that's okay. But you will relieve some of your teacher's stress if you tell her that and say, I know my kid's not doing or being what he needs to be. No, and there are other times if you truly feel like it's something different, but right now, for the most part, I mean, just understand Grant Grace. The rules and everything are different. Um, and if you, I just think, I realize again, I keep saying Grant Grace, but the place, again, to talk about these things are person to person or, haha, virtually Zooming, person to person. They are not on social media. They truly no, aren't. No. It is Keep not it off, the place. An an if adult, if you have a question for your kid's school, if you're a teacher and you're feeling lost, because teachers do this too, by the way, it's not the parents' fault. We didn't all create demon children. I, I swear, really, we didn't. But so, but whichever perspective you're looking at, like, it never is a good idea to go on social media and discuss these things. Period. Mm-hmm. Like. Talk in person or via a Zoom call or via email, but communicate that way. And just remember to grant grace because you're breaking my heart out here, peeps. We got to quit, uh, quit beating each other up at some point in time. I've had it.
2: Yes. So. Across the board, we need to do that at
1: all levels. Yeah. And for now, you know, I think the important thing to remember is, and we're going to quote down country here, every child is a gift. Every child can learn, and every child learns differently. But for now, this is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. See you next week. God bless.